0: super talk mississippi media production specializing in ford nissan chrysler dodge jeep and rams corinthautogroup.com and fordofcorinth.com where cars and happy drivers meet visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve A Mississippi minute. That's right. Hey, bud. Hey, what's up? Okay. Are you
1: are you game and ready? I'm actually on 18 putting for birdie, but oh. I'm betting a little bit. So I, as soon as I make this putt, I'm gonna be really ready.
0: Well, I, we've got that on the air. I'm talking to Michael Waltrip. He's live on the golf course, and uh, uh, you know I'm on the opposite side of the microphone right now. We've got a how far is how long is the putt, Mike?
1: Well, it's it's a, it's a lengthy putt. We played the. We usually just play the blue tees, but on this par 3, the game today with the fellers was counting two balls from the gold tees.
0: Ah. <laughs> are we old enough for the gold tees
1: yet? <laughs> no, the gold, the back ones. The, oh.
0: The, the oh, your long. gold tees are long. The
1: 255 was the drive, and I hit it on the like the front edge. It looks like I got about 30 feet.
0: That's par, f- you tell me a par 3 at 255 yards? Yeah,
1: it's the only one like this. That's crazy. I know, it's crazy talk. That's what I told them.
0: Is that right? I made a my last hole in one. I've made seven in my life. My last was on a two hundred sixty nine yard par four.
1: Let me uh, let me run this thing at it.
0: All right, this is Michael Waltrip, not in his race car and not in the booth talking. He's like got about a forty foot putt. Maybe moves a little bit right to left. Moves right to left. Got to talk low. A zephyr of wind is upon Walter us. Waltrip puts his phone down. Puts his phone down so we can hear the putt. This is, I've always wanted to do my golf voice. We're with Michael Waltrip, racing guru on the golf course. Let's see what happens. let see if he cheers. Oh, doesn't sound good. You left it short. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Just left it short. You know you can't make it if you leave it short. You've got about eight feet, and then eight he'll be right with you. Eight feet, Michael Waltrip, playing against Tiger Woods, John Daly, and Jack Nicklaus. Just old pals. He's gambling like a madman. Waiting, the crowd is quiet. This is incredible radio. <laughs> I sure hope he makes his butt. It's going to be a bad interview. <laughs> Hello, Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. I've got Michael Walter with an eight-foot putt. Let's see what happens. He made the par. Who did?
1: Walter made the par. Wa- Walter made the like- par. Looks like it's going to
0: be good enough to win the money. No one else. Oh, that is so key. That's huge. Yeah. It's a big day for me. It is a very big day for Michael Waltrip on the golf course. funny because I just got off the phone uh, with John Daly, so I love coming off of from Daly to Waltrip. It's perfect. With the wind blowing. We've done that a few times. Oh, I know we have.
1: uh, (laughs) It's been Daly's turn to hit and then Waltrip because I hit it past him a little bit.
0: (laughs) Of course, I love it. All right, so are we? Uh, are we got to go in, and we got to go? Uh, who's paying? I want to know who's you, these guys. Are we playing with for a rabbit? We got a rabbit in the game. I don't know what a rabbit is. Well, in Mississippi, we have a rabbit. That means even as an, you have your individual bet, which means if you so say you have the low score only on a hole, so you make you're the only one to make birdie on seventeen, and the rabbit was loose, meaning nobody had it. Then, if you won eight, if you tied eighteen, you then you won the rabbit, and everybody has to give you ten bucks apiece. It's
1: part oh, of the deal. well, they they haven't been introduced
0: to the rabbit. What state are you in right now? We may have to fix I'm that. I'm in
1: North Carolina, and no. I'm in a bit of a state of confusion because there's a lot of bets going on. I'm going to be interested to see what the scorecard looks like after uh, after that green there.
0: Don't you love our life? Our life. I'm with Michael Waltrip. Everybody, incredible race car driver I have, a, I have a song I actually wrote with Jim Sony Field of Hooting the Blowfish called Race Car Driver uh, which you have not heard yet Michael but I will let you hear it eventually and uh, it. he's actually on the golf courses is what we do all of us singer songwriters race car drivers athletes football players we live for the game of golf
1: Yeah I love it it makes me happy it gives me a lot of uh, a lot of what I miss being a race car driver you know the competition even if it's just for a couple bucks being able to beat your buddies is the best yeah. feeling in the world.
0: It is the best feeling. Heck with our buddies. They go down. You know, Darius <laughs> Darius and I, I loved it. We were in Chicago doing an event, and Darius Rucker and I, and he steps up to T-Box, and I was playing with Dean and Dean Felber's group of Hooting the Blowfish, and he goes, and Josh Kelly and I, and so he goes, you and me? And I went, what? And he goes, you and me? And I said... Uh, absolutely, straight up, and he goes, "Well, yeah, because I'm playing to a five now. Let's just say I shot seventy that day, and he did not, and uh, <laughs> and so we go in, and it's, we're playing fifteen dollars a side and fifteen overall. So he owes me forty five bucks, and I'm thinking maybe if I let him off the for the, the forty five bucks, he'd go four hundred fifty thousand, maybe for a song he records that that that's a top five hit, four hundred fifty thousand versus forty five dollars. I think I'll take the forty five. It's a shoe in.
1: Did, did you remind him that? A-
0: it was his idea to bet. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I don't want to do that because I want him to do it again. Yeah, that's a good point. You might get something else out of it, but I like to thank you. <laughs> All right, so now, okay, so we're with Michael Waltrip, and this is the interview. Uh, we are doing, uh, I'm in the studios in Mississippi. He's in North Carolina. He just took down his buddies, and uh, they're not happy. And uh, he just made an eight-footer on 18 uh, and eventually, we're going to start talking about uh, things in his life and racing. But right now, this is better radio. I'm excited.
1: Well, right now, I need to I need to take about I don't know how this works, but if I could just take about two minutes to look at this the situation I find myself in, I can give you I can give you a, give you a uh, firsthand report on how much money I just won, and it's got to be I'm playing with the, with the older guys of the oh, yeah. club, and they 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 are not shy to play a two dollar wolf.
0: So you're and, taking uh, their retirement, is what you're doing?
1: I'm working on it, and that was a good hole for me. So being able to kind of cuddle up with them here in a bit, yeah. Look at I'm watching them do the math. Their heads yeah. are down. Yeah, I feel scratching
0: like their heads. Yeah,
1: there's some head shaking going on. Yeah, and, and yeah. Uh, they they know that I'm. I don't know if you know this or not, Steve, but I my game just I'm I'm never going to be any good. But it doesn't keep me from enjoying it, and my. My index is right now at a twelve, so that means I'm at yeah. a fifteen at
0: this course. You're lethal. Forward. That's the lethal I'm, number. You know when that's you, a good number. That's a great number because you can win tournaments with the twelve. All right, in. go go to break. So let me let me figure this out. All right, everybody, I'll be back with the report. We're back. Report, Michael Waltrip. We're back. Report. It's a Mississippi minute and a very odd one.
1: Michael Waltrip is now the proud owner of
0: $22. We're back with Michael Waltrip. He won $22, $2 at a time, off a bunch of guys in retirement right now. It's going to be a struggle for them to get to the end of the month, but that's just the way it goes.
1: And, you know, it's it's. Uh, I play golf a lot with Dennis Hamlin, and uh, he likes to bet a lot because <laughs> he's a rich race car driver. And uh, sometimes quite honestly get a little bit more joy out of the 22 i went off these fellows than i do the 200 i might went off denny
0: although the i like the 200 i mean i just it goes a little further stretches a little further these days
1: and maybe it's just maybe it's just a temporary joy i
0: get i know i love that well you're full of temporary joy so that's
1: good
0: yeah 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 now i have a lot of
1: joy in my life
0: yeah i know i know i see that smile every time i say all six foot four are you six four is that right michael yeah that's a lot taller God, I could have played college basketball. so well a my son! Over the
1: last couple of years, I'm working on that.
0: But you're a runner, so okay. So this is what I want. So first of all, I got to get you situated where you're sitting down, and you're having uh, a diet coke or a beer, or whatever you're going to have while you count your twenty. While you count your dollars, all twenty two of them, in glory, and uh, you're glowing. I'm sure. I want to talk about that because I know you're, you've are you run in all these marathons, the Boston Marathon, et cetera, et cetera. Is that part of what keeps you in shape? Because to me, the most bizarre thing about you is when you tell me that, oh, I'm coming down from the booth this week, and I'm going to drive and relieve one of my drivers. I don't even understand that.
1: Well, those days, uh, I ran my last race in February in the Daytona 500, and uh, I finished eighth. That was a really uh, – a good accomplishment for a old semi-retired guy. So um, just being able to to get out there and compete for all these years, it was my 30th Daytona 500, and just to,
0: to be able to... So you finished uh, eight, and you hadn't raced all year. Is that right? Yeah.
1: yeah How's, that and how,
0: how does that happen?
1: Well, you just uh, rely on your experience and, uh, and make some good moves and uh, work your way through a couple of wrecks, and next thing you know, you're in the Daytona 500, your 30th one, and you can see the guy that's leading the race and thinking to yourself, you know, I could sneak in there and get me one here. But uh, that didn't happen, but I was really proud of the result.
0: And are we, you're telling me right now officially, this is uh, Steve Azar, I'm talking to Michael Waltrip in a Mississippi minute. Did you're, are you telling me that you, it's more like a New York minute that you're done, that your career has flashed before your eyes?
1: Well, it wasn't exactly a flash. I mean, it was 30 years of, of racing in circles, so uh, a lot of ups and downs and some, some huge wins and some unbelievable losses. Uh, so just just it was time. You know, you can't really get a competitive car when you're an old guy. You, uh, you, basically, you basically just get whatever you can in order to be able to, to go out and, and race. And uh, we, we got a car to, to do that 500. And, and amazing. Uh, I had a, had a great time doing it, a great experience, and, and now I'm just focused on being on that car on Fox and do the best job I can reporting the, the races to the fans at home.
0: Well, you've done a great job. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Uh, this is In a Mississippi Minute. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everybody, I'm Steve Azar, and I am with Michael Waltrip. This is probably a peculiar interview in, in a lot of situations. You're not used to this on talk radio. You're not used to me on talk radio, but you got me and Michael, and this is as crazy as it gets. Friend of mine telling stories, playing golf, beating a bunch of older guys out of their uh, pension plan, and uh, and and Michael feels good about it. Michael, how's the wind there in North Carolina? All right, I got a putt for birdie here. Hold on a second. Okay. Oh, Michael Walter, once again, makes a putt. It's race car drivers and they're putters. It's amazing.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Did you make that?
1: All right, I made
0: it. You made it again.
1: Yeah, that was funny, because they don't, you know, they're all retired, so they, they don't have jobs or even phones on the course, you know? And right. Here I am doing a, an interview, and I shot probably 90, but... Um, once I got on the phone with you, you're- I made a bogey, three pars, and a birdie.
0: So you're even par with Steve Azar. Uh, I'm talking to Michael Waltrip. And uh, the two of us are fi- I am part of this even par run right now, this stretch. And that means I get 11 of the $22. I am your teammate.
1: <laughs> well, I'm you your see, I, I'm a weirdo. And, like, playing <laughs> golf is fun for me. But sometimes, you know, I'm like, wow, look at all those, look at those pretty clouds. <laughs> look at the, look at the pond.
0: Well, yeah, that's us. So I am going to take take people back because unless I am dreaming, and I could be crazy, there were two people in my in my life that I remember doing this. Okay, my mom grew up on Highway sixty one and above her grocery store, right in Clarksdale, Mississippi. And when she was a little girl, a teenage girl, Charlie Pride would walk in. He played baseball back then, and he would come in and and you know and shop. Well, when I got to meet Charlie... When Instead of saying, hey, and after after I don't have to be me till Monday and waiting on Joe, instead of that, I said, hey, Charlie. He says, I'm a waiting on Joe. Whoa, what do you know? Or I don't have to be me till Monday. And I was like, he didn't say my name. He started singing my songs. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Well, all of a sudden I'm watching you on, you were doing like the NASCAR wrap up or what show did you do? Didn't you used to sing I don't have to be me till Monday?
1: Yeah, on yeah, because it was, it was it was my show was on Monday, so I told everybody I was whoever I wanted to be on Monday, and then I had to be me.
0: And this is before you and I knew each other.
1: Yeah, all the time. Happy doggone! This is amazing. Love love that song. Love waiting on Joe and and uh, your music, and and then uh, I met you. and You're a better golfer than me, and I, I liked you a little less. But...
0: Well, I was not a better golfer than you the other day. Let's just say uh, the the eighty year old and the sixty four year old. The let me just tell you what. No, 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 oh, no. It was. The guy's over 70, so you're, you're telling me. So I'm playing with Dr. Doolittle, which is a real doctor, and I'm playing with Dr. Patera, and one's 80 and one's 70. So they're 10 off at of the red tees, right? And my partner's 60, and he says, I'm just going to play with you back there at the blues. Now we ended up breaking even for the day, but my partner was on an eagle on on the last hole, and he three-jacked, and he cost me my rabbit, which is the thing you and I have to discuss because that's another probably 20 bucks a day for you. With these guys, uh, although it would probably be really hurtful to the retirement plan for them, it would bring you ultimate joy. So my partner let me down because he he ended up make and he would have made birdie. Although I should have protected my own rabbit, but uh, anyway, long story short, we had one birdie. It released my rabbit and nobody got it, so that money just lives in limbo which is not ah. a good place. Not a good place for for the rabbit. That's so, a
1: challenge to, to have yeah. money living there.
0: All right, so let's go back in time a little bit, uh, way back. And your brother's racing, and you're a kid, right? You're a teenager. So I know my days of playing music and what it was like and, and slipping in and doing uh, clubs late night where I shouldn't have been and underage and all that. Take me back to the time when it all began, and you decided you wanted to do it. And who were the biggest influences in your life?
1: Well, when I was born, um, my brother was was um, sixteen, and so he was off. You know, he was off to the track. He was racing. So, ever since I've been on the earth, it's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever done is watch cars go in circles. And so, I don't really can't really look back and say you know, it was a defining moment. It's just, it's all I've ever known. It's all I ever right. wanted to do. And, uh, when I turned 12, I thought it was time. I thought I was old enough, you know, to get a go-kart. I love it. And, uh, he was my hero and I just wanted to do all the things he did. And, uh, fortunately I got lucky enough to, 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 to get an opportunity. And when I did, I was good at it, man. I could win. And, uh, you know, that, that was his last name. And, and my talent, it just gave me that opportunity.
0: I love it. But your brother was 16 years older. Like, like I said, he sort of left the building, and he's doing his thing. So Daryl's doing his thing, and, and he he couldn't really, probably because he was in the middle of uh, of the prime of his career, and you were a little kid. Was it Richard Petty? Was it Kyle Petty? Was it Dale Earnhardt? I mean, was your brother Bobby? Who was it that really sort of took you under their wing? I would say my my brother
1: Bobby was the beginning for me. He he believed that he gave me a chance, and I just his little brother. He didn't give a crap. He just was like, "Yeah, I got a go car. You can drive it." And my brother Daryl, he was being a NASCAR racer. So right. I didn't really have a, a relationship with him, and I was really fortunate that you know that Dar that Bobby was there for me, and and he gave me the opportunity. And then after that, there was just so many people, but nobody any more important than Dale Earnhardt.
0: Right. You had a bestseller. Everybody keeps going, Steve, you've got to write a book about your stories and your life. And I'm going, like, man, I can't sit down to do that. So I need to know how you sat down and did that.
1: Well, it was really simple. It was something that um, I, I have a, a my friend who's an agent. He's like, we, I think we could sell this book. I think people want to buy it. And so I said, I don't care. sounds good to me. I know the story pretty good. But it was about some subject matter when I agreed to do it that I really had never tackled. You know, I hadn't talked right. about that day in Daytona much and I hadn't opened up about being single and and you know, my divorce and some of the challenges that that I was faced with and and just being being Michael. You know, I just they said, Let's do it I said, Hell yeah, I'll do it. I don't care And then when you <laughs> get into doing it, they really want to talk about everything <laughs> and uh, I think it was very Therapeutic for me, it was something that I really needed to do, and I didn't know I needed to do it. Right, um, but it gave me an opportunity to become friends with with the the author who would ask me the same stupid questions over and over, and I would answer them. Yeah, and he would ask it again, and you know, just trying to get more and more. But it just was something that that became a, a passion of mine was to. Not only write a a great book, but write a book that, you know, I, if, if no one ever bought it, as long as I read it and I knew it was
0: a story that and it was accurate, right? It was and honest, it was accurate, honest.
1: And it was me talking,
0: right. You know, all those things are really important. Well, that sounds like a song. I mean, so it all with with us. It all starts with a song that's honest and real. And when you have that interpretation hit the radio, they can't help but get engaged and and emotionally uh, involved. And that's what you want with listeners or somebody that reads a book or whatever. As long as you're honest, I, I've always said that. You know, it's hard sometimes to to recollect things. You have to sort of be called upon. Like my new album call, is uh, I, that I just did with a bunch of BB King's guys and one Elvis and one of Little Miltons, and my guy is called, you know, so the, the band's called Steve Azar and the King's Men, and the album's called Down at the Liquor Store. Well, Down at the Liquor Store is my life growing up, but it took me 40, 40 years to write it, and it should have been easy to write during that time when I was in the middle of it, but it took going and having children and moving back to mississippi from nashville after being there 20 years or whatever i mean it and then when i moved back i saw it and it was so clear it's funny how you should be able to do things in the in that moment and as, i think that when you're in when you're going to write about it sometimes you have to sort of live a lot of life and come back and then all of a sudden it just lays there it just does it for you know it writes itself so i just yeah we've got to take a break but before we take a break i have to ask you one thing i got to tell my guy larry wants to to ask you a quick question because we like to play some mississippi music in and out of a break so hold on let larry uh, okay. Uh, he's coming over here. Hold on. He's, he's, he's uh, drinking oh, wow. coffee right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Waltrip. Uh, love watching you ride in circles. Uh, uh, do you... Uh, we are the birthplace of uh, America's music. Uh, do you love... Uh, give me Jimmy Buffett or B.B. King. Golly. Jimmy Buffett. All is right. that the wrong answer? That's not the wrong answer. This is Steve Azar. I'm with Michael Waltrip. we are right back. We're going to hear a little Jimmy Buffett. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar right here on Super Talk, Mississippi. Sign on the door says down home cooking. Yeah, I'm hungry, but I can't I'm back with Michael Waltrip. He's still on the golf course. The elderly gentleman that he's playing with right now that he's taking their retirement fund for the for the month wanted wanted to uh, wanted a shot at redemption. And so he's still going, that's the wind you're hearing it's more than a mere Zephyr of wind, it is wind. And uh so Mike, you had to play it what play what off? You had an extra hole?
1: Yeah, it was a. Uh, there was two guys tied for low. hmm So we decided we would uh just go out so like one at the Peninsula Club in uh in the Cornelius, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte is a par five and then you can cut across and you come back up par a par four um, par four fifth hole. And so, um, my plan partners, uh, Jim's riding with me right now. He says, hello.
0: hello. Hello. Hey, Jim. Welcome to the, welcome to in a Mississippi minute. Hello, Jim. We're, we're on with Steve
1: Azar, uh, country music star from, uh, from my life and, uh, we're on his show, the Mississippi minute.
0: I love this. This is going to be, this is going to be the actual best interview we could do cause this is what we do well, in our off time. Please- I pounded one down the middle,
1: so Oh, that's good. See what happens. I uh I don't know if you know this or not, Steve, but I have a problem. I, I just if someone says you wanna golf You play golf. <laughs>
0: Is yes, win. Okay, so you're driving down the fairway. This is great. This is this is great radio, as far as I'm concerned. And you know, <laughs> I've always been about that. And, you know, I get, radio can get boring at times, and you and me are not going to be boring. So, Michael, let me tell you a quick story about my racing prowess and abilities to uh, victory. I won the last BMW racing challenge, and I'm going to tell you who I beat and how I got there. So, I, I want to be. I want you to give your take on my ability as a driver. So, here we go. When I grew up, when I senior year in high school, they gave me, they willed me, my class willed me a bus because they said I was the first and second worst driver in Mississippi. I held both. They said I was always like writing songs or thinking about things and like looking back when I drove, well, I was multitasking like you're doing right now. You're doing an interview and you're playing golf and you're winning at that. So we're multitaskers. I ended up in a bus, ironically enough. And uh, for 15, 20 years of my life in the back of the tour bus, which was probably better for the world than me not driving. But I found myself at the BMW racing, and I was talking to Jim McMahon, and I just got there, and everybody else had practice, and I'm getting poked in my back. And so I turn, and I look up, and nobody's there, but I look down, and there's Joe Pesci. And Joe Pesci goes, who are you? Who the blank are you? And I went... Uh, hey, oh, my God, stab me with a pen! You know, I started thinking I lost, conjuring up good fellas and, and casino. And and so he was my first guy that I had to race. What
1: about my
0: cousin Vinny? Did that come to mind? Oh, just love it. The, oh, come on, the grits? Are you kidding? So anyway, so he, so I raced him first. And, you know, they start us uh, ways away from each other, but I lapped him. So I passed him. I won my first round. Then I had Kurt Russell next. And, you know, I grew up the whole used cars movie. And I told him, I, I frigging germed. I think I said, oh, my. My God, we watched used cars a thousand times, and but I hate that I had to beat you, but I beat you. So I got to the very end. I got out of sorts. You know, they're spraying water on you, and you're going through cones, and you're maxing out at like 70 miles an hour because you're turning pretty quick. So I fly off the road, but I go through the finish line, and I'm listening on the, the headset, That I'm getting pounded This guy's beating the stew out of me Well They go Oh my god He flew off the track And all of a sudden He said Azar wins Azar wins So the other guy Right before he crossed The finish line Flew off the edge And so he was DQ'd And so I ended up winning It was like Playing pool The guy ran the table He stole my girlfriend And then he scratched On the eight ball (laughs) <laughs> so anyway but the the thing was i ended up winning it so i i officially won the last bmw racing challenge so they don't do it anymore i guess what i'm asking is is there a shot for me
1: no okay uh, fantastic most, most definitely not um hmm. i've only i only ever won one race where like there was no way i was going to win it and it was actually in nashville tennessee at the at the track there i was running sixth on the last lap <laughs> and first hit sec- second hit first and three and four and five went with them. And I went through the smoke. I came out the other side, and there was no one out there except me. I love so it. I'm like, holy cow, I think I won. And uh, <laughs> that was in 2004 in Nashville. So that was that's a pretty cool memory. But mostly you've got to be you, – you can't – can't count on a guy to scratch on the eight ball. You just can't.
0: No, I know, I know. Well, that happened for me, and I won. I think I won five thousand bucks, and I got a jacket. And well, obviously, I've spent the five thousand bucks, but I still have the jacket. So that's ah, you know, that's didn't nice. get a BMW, huh? You know what? They they gave BMWs away, or they let you use. I guess at least for two years. That was the year they quit doing it. Of course, my year. I make the joke, you know, I've had my seven hole in ones and I, every time I've had my hole in ones I've won a set of irons. I'm going like, Well give me like a putter <laughs> or a driver. And uh well, that's now, funny. It's been a long time since I've made any hole in and have you do you have you made any hole in ones in your life, Michael? I made one here at the Peninsula Club in uh in two thousand fourteen on the fourth hole. Oh, so it's recent. That's that's more yeah, that's, recent for me than that's me.
1: That's my one and only.
0: I'm talking to Michael Waltrip. He's made a hole-in-one in in 2014, and uh, he's right now on the golf course. This interview is actually happening. He is a former, and now I can say officially, former American race car driver. Uh, His last race, Daytona 500, where he finished eighth. And that still bewilders me how a man six foot four can squeeze his body into uh, in, into a race car, and I, when he hadn't been racing at all, and just conjure up all of that experience and make it happen.
1: Well, it's uh, it's always been fun. I've been blessed, and I just had the ability to do it. I could see it. I understood it. I wanted to be in it, and uh, just to have the opportunity to have success, especially on the biggest stage in NASCAR, Daytona. Um, that that those memories will will stay with me forever, and those trophies will as well. Like you, you still got the jacket but you ain't got the uh, money. Well, they paid over a million bucks to win Daytona. And I have the trophy, but I spent all that
0: damn money. I know that money. It's amazing how fast it goes. I wrote a song years ago called Damn the Money. Actually, I started writing the song when I was a kid. I was 17 years old, and I started writing Damn the Money. I saw this guy uh, at a bar, and he was fumbling through his tip jar. It took me 11 years. I was in Nashville and I just got there and I saw a lady at a bank fumbling through the bills and it reminded me and then eventually the song got written and it took 18 years to write and uh, the, the truth is at the end of the day gosh dog money just goes doesn't it it goes especially yeah, when you have kids I'm, I'm, I'm okay with
1: that because as I get older like I, I got enough to go off and, and so that's cool but well you got older, $22 it's right now stories.
0: no it is It is all about the stories, and we got them. I mean, it's just amazing some of the people we've met in our lives and continue to meet. Everybody's met each other through the Hootie and the Blowfish Boys because they're the ones that started this charity thing back in the day, and we've sort of all done our own version of Monday after the Masters. I've got the Delta Soul. Michael, have you ever done your event?
1: Yeah, we have a Waltrip Brothers charity championship. My brother and I have it, and uh, it's uh, every October and it's actually in Franklin, Tennessee, so uh, we've huh. had some great entertainers come out the last two years. Charlie Daniels has come, and, and oh, I love Charlie' and played, and just an amazing experience having him at our event and uh, so many good folks we raised over six hundred thousand this year. me and my brother together with all of our helpers and uh wow, many of the race car drivers come out, Denny Hamlin, my buddy, he's there, and uh, Ricky Stenhouse, Kyle Larson, a lot of the guys come it's just a, it's just like, it's just like Hootie and your b- event yeah, you, know, you leave there, you just feel good about people, how much they give and how much they care and, right. and how much you're able to raise for great causes.
0: Is your event a golf event as well?
1: It is. What we have is a dinner on Wednesday night. Right. And that's where the, the Charlie Daniels played. Uh, Luke Bryan has played it. Yeah. I know played it. We've had a, a bunch of guys join us for it. And then on uh Thursday we golf.
0: I do want to talk to you about, uh, are your clubs in the car yet? Or are you going to leave them on the golf cart?
1: I'm leaving on the golf cart. There's a 50, 60 chance, another nine will break out.
0: Okay, well, I, I felt like that was going to probably going to have a little lunch, right? Send them to when, the ATM, tell them to come back.
1: When I made that putt, one of them said, that is freaking amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> they saw me play the other 14 holes. They thought I was focused, but like I told you, I got issues with my, my attention span. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't understand that being a race car driver. Maybe that's a good a good thing. So, I've well, got explain that. it to you just so you're clear. Yeah. when you're in
1: a race car, there's a chance you're either going to catch on fire or hurt yourself. So, therefore, you pay attention. And I'm going to tell you this, Steve: as bad at golf as I've ever played, I ain't been on fire once. golfing.
0: Well, that's a good point. Now you've been on fire uh, in a car, right? Yeah, literally.
1: Yeah. You know, you feel like you leave the racetrack and says. We were on fire today. Well, when you say it and you were really on fire, that's
0: not a good day. No, it's not a good day. I'm Steve Azar. I'm with the great Michael Waltrip and a dear friend of mine who's very tall and likes to <laughs> run and 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 and, re- and go fast or in circles. Uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Uh, this is in a Mississippi man. Yeah, baby. I- In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Everybody, I'm Steve Azar, and I am with Michael Waltrip. And so I'm sick, and right now I've got, you know, the whole state of Mississippi is sick right now. I don't know what's going on in your neck of the woods, but everybody's had the flu or had some sort of cold. So whenever I get sick, you know, as a singer, you're always susceptible to coughing a long time so I so I've got like every kind of medicine right now I've got uh, I've got halls I've got some medicine with codeine which I'm not supposed to be having I've got rainbow gum I've got chico sticks and I've got a long boy sitting here in front of me and some cinnamon mm. what are these things uh, the mm. atomic fireballs so right now that's what's in front of me while I'm doing this interview mm. so I won't cough right ah so anyway uh, that's me- cough button too. I got a cough button. So Michigan Motor Speedway, I'm I'm in the same place. I am sick as a dog. I was doing the national anthem in Detroit Motor Speedway probably about 4 5 years ago, right? I'm so worried that I'm not going to get through the anthem. When, you know, they just announced the drivers, you know, like you guys, you come out and, and you go on stage and then they do the invocation. The priest does the, did the invocation and, and, and said the, uh, said the prayer. They introduce me and I do the anthem. Right. And I'm on national TV and I've got my phone in my pants and I've been drinking all this cough medicine because I go, so how am I going to go a minute and 15 seconds or whatever, a minute and get through that coughing? I was so worried. Well, this is how it happened. The priest goes, Don't forget the words That's what he said. So I told one of the drivers, hey, push father off the stage. And then <laughs> and then the guy goes, and now singing America's song, Astev Azair. And I went, uh, I've got Father telling me, Don't forget the words. I'm now a Stev Azair. So I start singing the anthem. A couple of the guys are laughing, you know, who who, who knew my name. They're, they're smirking. I'm sitting here trying to get through the anthem, and my phone is buzzing nonstop because I left it in my pocket. So... Because everybody and I got always text message a Stev, and that's been my nickname ever since then. So I love it. Now I'm singing America song, a Stev Azare. And so anyway, I went and looked at the sheet after I was done, and the good news was it got me through the anthem because I didn't cough because I, I right. had all these distractions and the, a lot going on. The, so the I looked at the page. It said S T E V E A Z A R, and I asked the guy, "How in the world?" do you get a Stev, a there so that was my that was my last anthem and my last memory of doing anything at nascar was being sick just like i am right now and having a bunch of cough medicine and obviously getting some great stories and and now obviously getting to be a part of a victory today yeah you it's get- a big day for me i
1: can't wait to to uh, go further after this uh after this uh, round because I uh, I really did overachieve. I made par on that 256 yard
0: I mean, come par on. three,
1: par on the next par four, then birdie the last. That's just a, a really really fun day for me. Did you and take I get to a talk to vic- my buddy Steve?
0: And you get to talk to me. Did you did you take a victory lap? Do we get the hell Irwin sort of moment?
1: No, I uh, they're all gathered up in the bar, so I'm gonna oh, yeah. go in there and say hi to them, and and uh, I'm gonna make sure that I'm done with with the, all my official work today, and maybe I'll have a nice glass of Chardonnay.
0: Oh, my goodness. A glass of Chardonnay. I love it. My bud, Michael Waltrip, he's in North Carolina taking money off a bunch of older guys on the golf course. You're you're obviously going to be in the booth. Are you going to spend the rest of your life and time in the booth? How long are you going to keep doing the colored thing?
1: Well, as long as they let me, and as, as long as uh, Fox Sports wants me to be a part of the team, I, I'm really... Uh, into it you know i really enjoy that aspect of it when you're a race car driver you're surrounded with your teammates right so you got the guys that change the tires the guy that that built the engine and you're all in this thing together and it's the same with fox even though i don't you know i don't race a car anymore i have great teammates whether it's the folks in the booth with me or the pit reporters or cameramen uh technicians it's just a big group of it's a big family and so being a part of that being able to uh to talk about something that I'm so passionate about and it means so much to me. Right. It's just a really nice way to to be retired. I guess
0: I've had the the best time talking to you and I always have a great time talking to you. I'm proud of everything that you've accomplished and gotten to be your buddy. And I appreciate you taking me on the golf course with you today. That was awesome.
1: I I don't think I could have accomplished today what I did without you because I knew those, I just could hear the old guys uh, in my mind talking about me behind while I'm off talking to you on the phone. Well, what do you think? How's he going to help us any if he's going to be on the phone? Yeah. Well, now that now they know.
0: Now they know that we <laughs> are able to do six things: change diapers, write hit songs, turn the radio, and drive 200 miles an hour. We both can do it. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Tell the boys I'm sorry that uh, we threw them off their game today, but that's just the way it is. And don't give them don't give that twenty two dollars back. You you don't know be worry. smart today.
1: Be smart. I good about it. I'm gonna send you a picture of my current view, so that maybe you'll be a bit envious.
0: We'll we'll post it, and also I have to have that, and also don't let that chardonnay. One glass is enough, because you get two or three redeposited, and uh, to these guys. So don't don't let them like, oh, we want to buy you a glass of wine, because you know what okay. they're gonna be up to. Sounds like you know me, Steve. Well, I know I know me. So anyway, <laughs> all right, brother. I'm with Michael Waltrip. I love you, brother. Thank you. Love you. I'm Steve Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.